This is the Million Dollar Rap Shop Podcast, and my name is Brent Tatum, and as always, I have Tabitha, my lovely wife. Hey, everyone. Hope you're and, having a great uh, this, summer. This is the podcast where we are learning how to build, grow, and sustain a million-dollar rap company, and um, today we're going to be going through a couple of topics, and we're going to be actually doing something new. Uh, we're going to be doing a product review, Yeah. and um, today's topic is uh, learning to let go. And our product review is going to be on, uh, actually, I'll, I'll save that. I'm not going to give it away. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> nah, you, I, I won't say it, but. You have to listen through. Something new we're going to be doing. Um, we want to be, we want to use pro products that we've used over the years. We want to give you guys some insight. Maybe if you haven't used them or if you're thinking about using them and it's something we've already used, maybe we can give you a leg up on that. Yeah. So last time we spoke about design and the design process in a wrap shop. And if that sounds interesting to you, check out our last million dollar wrap shop podcast entitled wrap design and the importance of the design process part two featuring Dan Antonelli. Yeah. And with that, we'll segue on into the wonderful new podcast for today. Today's topic is learning to let go. So, you, and you want to elaborate a little bit on this today? Well, Learning yeah. to let go. Well, what what sparked this um, topic really is I was, I can't remember what I was listening to or reading. And the way the guy was explaining it was you can't grasp and hold on to new ideas and new things if you're so busy holding on to everything else. To what, you know, yeah. if your hands are, are tightly held onto everything else, there's no room for you to have open hands to, to have new ideas and to grow. And so I thought that would be a good topic. That's something that I've certainly had to learn and, you know, learn the hard way on some things. And, and so I felt like it was going to be, you know, good, good fit for today and for the season that we're in as a wrap shop and the growth that we're experiencing. So that's, um, that's kind of what brought it about. And there's certain topics within, uh, learning to let go that I kind of wanted to hit. And, um, so I'll, I'll probably just go right into the first topic. Let's do it. So the first thing of learning to let go is you got to learn how to uh, let go of some things in your shop. If you have a wrap shop or a tent shop or sign shop, you know, whatever you're doing. Um, one thing that was really tough for me in the beginning was learning to let go of some things um, just because we were growing and we didn't have time or I didn't have time to do everything because mm -hmm. I'm just one person. Right. And so you have to learn how to delegate some things. And so that's that's kind of where we're going to land for right now is just learning to let go of some tasks and some daily things that you're doing that you can delegate to other people because that's that brings about growth for you. It's growing the person that's working under you. Right. Because they're learning something new. Right. And you're utilizing their skill set. And it's also growing the business because instead of just one person doing uh, what you were doing, now you have one person doing what you were doing, plus it frees you up to do other things. Right, right. So tell us, um, <coughs> what are some things that you had to learn how to delegate? Uh, for me, the big thing was design. Um, design is something that uh, I'm really passionate about. And, you know, it's... It's personal for me because it's why I got into the business. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I didn't get into the to the rap business because I love wrapping cars, if I'm honest. Um, I got into it because working at a sign shop and growing up at a sign shop, you know, we were always bound to a 18 by 24 or a four foot by eight foot sign panel or and a single or maybe two or maybe three colors, but that's, that's a lot of layers. Yeah. You just, if did, you were doing cut vinyl and you didn't way. have a lot of room to be creative because you were dealing with a lot of corporate stuff and, and it was very cut and dry mm -hmm. and creatively when, when the wrap uh, shop opportunity presented itself to me and it's something that 
I wanted to do anyways, but the design part of it is really what drew me in because now, you know, instead of designing on a 2D flat substrate, you're designing a 3D um, vehicle with endless colors, you know, because before you had to worry about colors. If you're working on a lighted sign, Mm -hmm. which we did a ton of, you have to worry about what colors are going to light up great. You have to worry about uh, different uh, translucent vinyls or just the colors of vinyl. You were kind of kind of uh, held back by by the vinyl itself. And so when large format printing and the vehicle wrapping industry started to grow and 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 birth out this stuff, it was just awesome for me because I wanted to to just jump right in and design all that stuff. So for me, whenever. Well, I think like just thinking back when you're talking about it, I just remember seeing the race cars and that's really where we were seeing it so much first. Yeah was the race cars because everything before that was all painted and then decaled. And then now you're seeing these race cars going around there with these full color, awesome graphics. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes they were still doing overlays with like reflective or a lot of times you see, especially locally, you'd see a lot of the neon because the neon didn't last very long. So you knew that car was probably going to get tore up that weekend. But the wraps were something that um, would last and you could, we would just print um, a quarter panel if that was what was was messed up. Um, we could ship it the next mm-hmm. day. We'd print it, laminate it, ship it. And so, um, talking about the design part, that that was, and- I think that for me, and I had nothing to do with the business um, as far as design, printing. Well, I did print, but mm-hmm. like from the creative aspect, yeah, I loved seeing the graphics on there and it just looked fast. You know, it looked like it had motion to it. Yeah. Which I think that's why everything suddenly mm. was filled with, uh, prints. That's cause I was such a good designer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's no, true. Uh, I, but that was something that was really hard. So when we, when we hired our first designer, mm-hmm. um, it was me, you, and then we had an extra designer mm-hmm. because I was learning that, designers were easier to find than rappers uh-huh. early on well and you could trust the process the, so the difference also was that the vinyl a lot of that was new yeah and we were new to it so we had to make sure that you were installing it and in such was... a way that you could make sure that it was not going to come back to us the next six months to a year and so the only way that we had quality control over that while he was still learning because that was before we had um, like 3M certified, Feller certification when they used to have that, mm-hmm. and then Avery. This is before those certifications that you were starting to have and obtain. And to be honest with you, for everybody that's listening, is that when you're first starting out, you just didn't have the money to go to some of those programs. Yeah. So and, well, here you were, you were doing the, the installation itself, and you were trying to make sure quality control. I'm going to put this on because I can't afford to redo it. Yeah. And also the the wrapping process you know like i was saying rappers this was back in 2008 well somewhere around there when you started so 2007 2008 2008 is when you got it i think that's when we we hired the first person um but yeah so recession so i had a bad habit of standing over his shoulder while he was designing and he used to get so upset (laughs) and and it was just it was hard for me to not micromanage that process because I was so attached because you had a formula, you had your own formula. Not only that, but you get these customers that are used to what you design Mm -hmm. and your style of designing things. And And they expect that looks, they design differently because they're a different creative. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, just the process of saving a file or where they're putting it or there's so (laughs) many things. And so this is before you had processes. Oh, yeah. The process was just me. You know, I was the process. <laughs> well, and if you needed a file open, we just like, okay, what did you name that? So there was no, then, there was nothing that actually <laughs> like you, you, there was no process so that yeah. you would know exactly it was in your brain and you had to be able to, in order to delegate, which is number one is what you're saying is that you had to learn to delegate some things you had in order for you to let go of some things to delegate some things. That means you also had to make a process so that those person, those people could access mm-hmm. your knowledge and your wisdom. So, um, th- so number one was that you have to learn to delegate some things. Tell me about number two, what would that be? Um, you know, you have to learn to let go of some old habits and, you know, whenever, whenever, 
I would delegate something. And this is, this is really where I started to learn and grow because I'm not a very organized person. I'm just not. Well, you're creative. And so sometimes if I'm, if I'm designing on the fly and I'm moving super fast, there's no telling where I will save the file <laughs> back then uh-huh. because I'm just like save, save, save. Cause I didn't want to lose it. Cause mm-hmm. you know, the programs that we worked on, it would crash every once in a while. And, and I went through losing files and having to rebuild the whole file. But, um, so I got into the bad habit of just saving stuff wherever mm-hmm. and not really organizing my file system as I was designing. Correct. And that was something that was a really bad habit that when we brought on another designer, he actually helped because he was a little bit more organized. Mm-hmm. And so. Well, he probably dealt with the frustration of your unorganized. Yeah. I, there I was teaching. Made it better. <laughs> I was teaching him without even knowing it. You know, I was what giving him a situation. Yeah. <laughs> what not to do. <laughs> hey, we've had those episodes, but that's, I mean, in all honesty, that has to do with the disc profiles that we talked about before is that everybody has their different personalities. And so if you didn't, if you, if you didn't see the disc profile episode before, check that out. And, you know, some, some more of the old habits were, oh, let's see. I mean, I had so many old habits that were just not great. Like when a customer comes in and he's telling you what he wants and, you know, whenever you're first starting out, if you're a small shop, you're running from the back because you hear the door ding. So you're coming to the front, you grab a sticky note and you're just jotting it down. And then we had a shop dog too. So our dog would, would would run (laughs) to the, would greet our customer. (laughs) And then, and then the sticky note gets lost. And then you're just like, well, where did it go? And then it's embarrassing for you to have to call the customer and say, uh, what exactly did you want again? Because I lost it. Yeah. And so we have, we had to get in the habit of, Letting go of those bad habits. We had, yeah, we had to get in the habit of, okay, when someone comes in, we actually have an intake form. We have to have a process. Well, and this has to go with a startup shop. So a startup shop, everything's in your brain, in that person's head. They're the designer. They're they're wearing every single hat. So you think that everything is in your brain. So that's all you need. But mm-hmm. it's wrong because as you're trying to grow your business and be able to delegate it to uh, different aspects of your business to other people, you have to be able to to give that information to someone else to transfer that information over to yeah. someone else. And if you're a rapper, um, one of my old habits for rapping that now it dr- absolutely drives me insane, but back then I didn't care was whenever whenever my installers are rapping i'm very i'm very strict about just trash and material being everywhere while they're rapping it drives me crazy Mm -hmm. so but it's funny when i'm when i'm you know when i go back there and i and i'm like disciplining them for it or you know ragging on about it i'm like hey we have four trash cans back here you know you can't make it into a trash can Uh you know if you throw it in the garbage once, you don't have to pick it up again when it's on the floor, this you know? sounds like what I say to the kids. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Our kids but, at home, not, not But I remember rapping, and and I remember, it was like a tornado. Every time I would rap, it would be so disgusting. The shop was messy. But that was just, it was an old habit that as you grow, you have to learn that you can't just operate the same way because what happens is you're setting a bad example for the people you have coming in. Wow. And then, and then you're having to retrain them on what not to to do. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so that was, that was another old habit that I really had to, to be mindful and just kind of let go of. So, um, in order to let go, you said, number one, we have that you had to learn to delegate some things. Number two, you had to learn to let go of some old habits. And number three, what would that be? Um, I think with the way things are changing now in the rap industry, mm-hmm. new tools that are coming out, um, you know, you have the Rap Institute and you have people coming up and stepping up and, and doing instructional videos and everything. The one thing that I really had to look at to let go of was old techniques. Wow. Um, and when I started rapping, 
when we started our shop, I had an alpha knife and I had a squeegee and that's all you had. And for me to have it and the buffers that we had, I had to use the soft side of Velcro. Like that's what was, that's what everybody was using because you're not using that anymore. No, (laughs) because, (laughs) because it was, it was sticky on one side and it was about the same, um, width as a monkey strip or banana buffer, whatever you guys use, but it was the soft side of Velcro and it would allow the squeegee to glide across the wrap. And, and so that's what we had. Mm Mm-hmm. But as you go to the shows and you learn and you you see new products that are out, you know you have to you have to grow with that and you have to let go of some of those old techniques um, that that maybe you picked up as an old school rapper. Yeah. You know, if you started way back when the first the industry first started, you know you had to learn how to grow with it. Mm-hmm. And like I remember before wrap gloves even existed, we would use a rag. Like yeah. I would put my finger in a rag and you would use a rag if you needed to put a, a deep recess or you had to use the 3M rollers. Yeah. And when you got no, 3M I remember certified. Well, we had the magazine and I would always look through the magazines because that's, we'd get the new magazine. Oh, the shiny we, Feller's magazine. The fa- Feller's magazine with the big wrap on the front with a new, with his truck or whatever else he had just wrapped. Cowboy hat and all. Cowboy hat and all. And then we would, I would open it up and I'd look at all the new products. I'm like, hey, hey, we should get this. And I remember seeing the Rolly Pro and I remember showing you the Rolly Pro and you were like, you're like, that ain't going to (laughs) work. And we got it and you used it. But then, and then a heat gun. And uh, because you always use a torch, you still use a torch. But I mean, just different stuff that you, you, you know, part of the process is also trial and error, seeing what works for you. Yeah. I mean, one tool that really I think changed the industry was the Rolly Pro for sure, uh, because before then you used a rivet brush, mm-hmm. and I I always hated the way the rivet brushes made the vinyl look. I, I mm-hmm. felt like it chewed it up. Yeah, and I just didn't like it. It was pretty rough. Some people still use a rivet brush. That's just what they do, mm-hmm. and some people are really proficient in it and good at it. But for us, when the Rolly Pro came out, it just changed everything. Mm-hmm. And so that was, but. I will say whenever we bought it, it sat in the drawer for a while because I used it once. I think you were intimidated. I, yeah, I used it once and I ruined the panel. And so I was just like, well, that <laughs> doesn't, work. doesn't work. Yeah, throw it in the trash. It doesn't work. <laughs> but now it's like it's an industry standard. Yeah. And the glove is the same way. And there's so many. I mean, being because I'm removed from the from the installation process, just going to the show. Oh, you've seeing, done your fair share of installs. Well, I did back then. Obviously, I don't do them now, but but that was that was before all these extra tools and before some heat and some buildings yeah, we were, because I was pretty frozen without any heat in that one race car we were doing yeah, you, and I was laying on the ground. And we were in the was, trenches for sure back then. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I, okay, no, I shouldn't tell that story. But anyways, we'll go on. I was going to talk um, about the time when I grabbed the wheel. Grab the wheel. No, don't do that. <laughs> no, I'm going to tell it actually. So we were driving... <laughs> This is so off topic, but it's okay. We it's were kind of funny though, but it's dangerous. We were driving from a late night job. Uh, we had worked all value your time. Yeah, we had worked all night long, and we were on the way back. It was like a four and a half hour drive. We had done some race cars, and I was just I was driving, and I was just in the zone. Well, like, we had worked the whole day, drove four hours, worked all night, worked all night. In the cold, the building was freezing cold because it was near the mountains. And so it was really, really cold. I'm not, I don't do well with cold weather, period. We are near the beach, Oceanside. Um, and then go ahead. So it's all night. Yeah. So we were both dead tired and I was just. We left when they were eating, walking in with their morning breakfast. Yeah. So they came in with their morning breakfast and coffee and we were just leaving our work day, night. Yeah. And so. I was driving, I was in the zone and I was just like zoned out. I was awake, but I was, I was out of it. <laughs> and, like, and Tabitha was just snoring away in the passenger seat. Yeah. But I kept trying, you kept telling me, you said, don't fall asleep on me. Don't fall asleep on me. And I kept thinking in my head, don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. My eyes were like, like in the cartoons <laughs> where they have the toothpick holding it up and then like the toothpick starting to fail on you. And then it's like pops out and you're like, oh, and you're sleeping. Yeah. And then I kept dreaming that. I, I started to dream, uh-huh. don't fall asleep, don't fall asleep. 
And as I dreamt, don't fall asleep, I fell saw asleep. you in my dream. I saw him running off the, 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 the way, like off the highway in my dream. So that's when I woke up from my dream. Yep. And what'd you do? I grabbed the wheel. <laughs> I grabbed so, the wheel and jerked it. I was like, ah! <laughs> So she, she woke up. I mean, it's dead silent in the cab of the truck. And she wakes up out of a dead sleep yeah. and screams and grabs the steering wheel. And I I thought we were going to die. Thank and God. I, I, it scared me to death. And he was awake after that. Oh, wide awake. Yeah. Wide awake. Yeah. So the point of the lesson <laughs> yeah, what is. What were we talking about? The point of the lesson is value your time. Make sure that you rest so that you'll be your best and you'll come back home alive. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Learn from our mistakes. But what I was talking about before was the, the wrap glove. <laughs> I remember when the the wrap glove came out and it it got really popular and you know the first ones that came out they were okay mm -hmm. they're not like the ones you have now that are super nice and uh like the pro series gloves that they just they slide so nicely across the wrap um and so when those first came out uh, we had some installers that were using them and I just I hated it mm -hmm. I didn't like the way it felt on my hand I couldn't get used to it I just, I didn't like wrapping with it because my knife would slide around in my hand and it, I don't know. I just, I just couldn't get used to it. And I was just like, I don't want this thing. Well, and you were used to your habit and I think that's a, old habits die hard. Yeah. They're, they're so hard to die because you just got so used to your way and your way of doing things and then in comes someone else bringing in some other way of doing something yeah. and having to wrap your brain around this new concept, I think for a business owner, when you're the kind of person that just grabs the bull right by the horns and you just go at it, I think it's a yeah. little bit hard to, to stop and, and realize that there's a learning curve to anything new that you're going to do. But I remember, I can't remember what kind of vehicle it was, but I remember I was like, all right, I'm going to use it. And then it was like, I had a breakthrough <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> okay, the glove's not so bad. And flashing light. I still, if, if I'm wrapping today, I, I can't wear my glove all the time. I, it stays in my pocket until I need it. I just, I don't know. I just don't like it. You I don't like, like the, the Michael Jackson glove. I feel like I can't, I can't feel what's going on with the film as well. Okay. And I don't know. It's just a quirky thing that yeah. some guys can wrap with it on the whole time. I just can't do it. So are there any other old techniques that you would say that you had to let go of um, besides <laughs> like the, some of the products that you weren't using? Um, Any other techniques, whether whether well, design process, your customers. I'll um, go. This is not really a technique, but it's it's a business technique, I guess. Uh, if we're if we're shifting gears from you know the physical working side to actually the business aspect of it, mm -hmm. I remember payroll for me was always the worst. <laughs> it was the most god off payroll and sales tax were the most god awful things for me to do. Yeah. And I remember us being here so late at night just trying to make sure we had the taxes right. Make sure we had the payroll tax right. Uh, well, a lot of the stuff didn't automatically populate like they do now. Technology, oh my gosh, it's been it's like the <laughs> word is a godsend. It's a godsend because we we just did not have those like QuickBooks didn't integrate back then with your banking account. So then we also had a different, um, it's probably given a little bit more information than necessary, but when, when you're first starting out, you're trying to figure it out and you don't have it all streamlined yet. And so we had one thing for, we had one company handling this, another company handling this, another company, ha company handling this, then we handling different things ourselves. And so the more streamlined you can get that where it's, like a process that's that flows freely that would help a lot because back then we were doing quickbooks and we the the banking and all that stuff and we had a different credit card processor um than what would integrate with there so we it, it was it was not fun <laughs> it was, it was not mess. fun yeah he's right and we would bring our dog to work and then our poor little dog would just look at us a little puppy dog guys like are we going home yet because we didn't have kids yet <laughs> well so. because we we worked all day and then we had to do that stuff later on whenever all the customers weren't coming we in. We did break and get us a good dinner though most of the time. Yeah. Because we had been working and working and working. But the the one thing that I remember that that really it it was kind of a breaking point was I think some 
I had miscalculated something on payroll tax and I, we ended up owing like quite a bit. And I was just like, we cannot continue to do this. Mm -hmm. You know, like this is a, a business practice that is not good for us right now. And so we actually ended up getting a payroll service. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, whenever we, whenever I let go of doing payroll and we let someone do it for us, mm -hmm. they wrote the checks, they calculated the tax, they sent in the yeah. tax to the state. It was just, I mean, it was amazing. And I, it freed me up to do so many yeah, other things. Yeah, but you things. were hesitant about it. I was. Because we had a different issue. Because it's expensive. Because, well, we had, well, yes. It's, but well, we had a different issue, and I won't go into the issue, but we had a different issue going on. And, and I'm the kind of person that when I keep hearing that there's an area of opportunity for growth, um, AKA an issue, a problem, oh. that's what I, how I refer to it. So there's an area for growth. I kept hearing the same thing, same thing, same thing. And I was like, okay, we've got to find a solution or else we're going to yeah. continue dealing with this forever. And so then that's when I did some research and I found out and I had to give all the good information to my wonderful, amazing husband slash CEO slash company owner and everything like that. And when I did, yes. <laughs> and when I did though, I had to sell it to him because this was going to free him up and it had so many other benefits. But to be honest with you, we didn't know all of the benefits at the time that were going to come. And it has so served us like unbelievably well within the mm -hmm. business and for um, you yeah, and, and within the business every year, every month. And what was cool. And I know what you're alluding to with the issue, but I don't, I'll just talk about it. I don't well, care, I didn't but, want to go into this. um, we, once we got the payroll service and we, we were like, okay, this is good. And when I said it was expensive, it's not, ex it's not that you can't afford it. Like it's super expensive. It's just, I was, I was afraid to let go, to let go of those dollars. Cause I didn't see the value of the time that it took for us to sit here and do it of for hours. Headache. The headache. He was paying to not have a headache anymore. So I'm saying and to you to make the investment to free up your headaches, to do what's going to and like make an investment in yourself and in your own time. Yeah, and when I when I started looking at the tax penalties because we would screw up, I was just like, well, just getting rid of the tax penalty. I mean, it's already cheaper. Well, you have to stay up service. to date with all the laws and all the other yeah. stuff. So there's then, so many benefits. And we, when we made that change, it was a long time ago when we did that. But that's even to this day. Um, and I'll give you a little nugget. Just recently, you know, I don't know if you guys have heard of the employee um, tax credit that they were giving businesses. Why are you giving me that look? You don't want me to talk about that? I mean, you can talk about whatever you want to. It's your, it's your podcast. So this is, <laughs> that's funny. The, no, but this is, I don't mind because this will help somebody. So whenever they had the COVID stuff going on, um, you started hearing all these things about, uh, well, the PPP loan was one mm -hmm. thing. Um, so if it had not been for our payroll service that has all of that stuff already together, they spit out a report for zero dollars mm -hmm. and it was seamless to the bank. And then it allowed us to get a PPP loan. Right. But then going step further, the employee retention credit, that's what it is. Um, it was huge for our company, but had it not been for the the professionalism of the the payroll company having everything already done for you yeah all the I, i's dotted the t's i would have missed out on all of that stuff right and and my accountant is actually who is who started all that and told me about all of this stuff the the tax credit so you know getting a good accountant and getting the payroll service mm -hmm. was huge for us and on another aspect we went a step further with the payroll service and we got a time clock mm-hmm because we were having guys write down their times on a time card. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, if we're honest, you know, you don't, I can't remember how many hours I worked in a right. certain day. And, and sometimes people so, forget to do all that stuff. Yeah. And it just holds people accountable. It holds me accountable. 
And well, it, it makes it easy because who wants to, at the end of the week, to be honest, who wants to sit there and then try to calculate the 15 minutes plus two minutes plus five minutes? Who, like, seriously, I mean, we, we're beyond that. Because yeah. we were on a punch clock where it, it had a certain time, then you'd have to, we we would let our employees, they used to have to time, like because when you have one, you're not thinking I'm going to pay for a payroll service. So you're just doing the easiest, cheapest method. But then that person, you're having to let them at the end of the week add up all their time. Then you have to check to make sure that it's correct and accurate. Then you pay the person. But then if there's any discrepancies, you got to fix that. Then you got to worry well, about time accrued for yeah. time off or vacation hours. And when you have a system like this, <clears throat> it honestly just pays for itself because everything is there. And you can see how many hours are worked, how much vacation time is accrued um how much um paid time off and all that other stuff you get to log everything in and then there was a fingerprint system that we were able to do so no one else if someone else is clocking in nobody else could clock you in for you and you would have to be the yeah. one responsible to clock yourself in and out and if there's a skip like a missed one then we could go back in and fix those things but it just made it so much easier yeah so the time clock we have it's it's fingerprint you walk in if you're an employee you put your fingerprint on you it clocks you in and what I liked about it is it it didn't it it made me not have to question my employees. Mm -hmm. You know, if you see something on a time on a time card and you're like, did he really work overtime that day? And was it really that many hours? Well, it's putting me in the position of making me look like I don't trust my employee right. to my employee. Right. And so it, it kind of it plays the middleman and it takes me out of it because if he didn't clock in then he didn't work right or 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 he made a mistake or whatever but right it's it's easier to fix uh uh an am versus a pm than just questioning him right right so it was just if you if you don't have plug for for that one i guess we won't say the plug company but um if you don't have a payroll service it would be to your advantage to look into it, no matter how many they, they have it prorated for however many employees that you have. So if you have one to five or five to 10, whatever the amount is. So you might really want to look at it because they also keep you up to date with all of those laws, your posters that you need for your office. So it's just, I mean, and you know, we even looked into, they have other aspects too. So we had another issue with something else and we even looked into insurances, um, through the company and they were able to give us quotes and it was so quick. So, um, anyways, so let's go on. So if there were, so today's topic again is learning to let go. And in order to elaborate on that, we talked about number one, that you have to delegate some things Two, you have to let go of old habits. Three, that you have to let go of old techniques. And number four, would you like to finish with that one? Yeah, so- Well, there's a little bit more left. But. Number four is something that uh, I really had an issue with too, is you have to learn to let go of some customers. And what do I mean by that? I mean, whenever I first started and whenever you're first starting, or even if you're, even now, if you're a shop and you're hungry and you're you're going after business and you're a go-getter, you want to service everybody. I mean, you want to service everybody in the world. And the person that you gave a quote for that didn't come to you, <clears throat> and then you see their work driving down the road or in the parking lot. It hits you. And but you have to what I had to understand was I can't I can't wrap everybody in the world's vehicle yeah. as much as I want to. I physically can't do it, uh, and we just don't have enough resources or people to do that. So it, I had to learn how to let go of the emotion that was attached to that part of the business. I don't like losing. <laughs> and so like like you were saying, when, some, when I give somebody an estimate and we didn't win that job and I see it going down the road with you know, somebody else's rap on it. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, man. And, and then you start with to, the whole process in your mind. What went wrong? What happened? What didn't I do well enough? Was, you know, and then you start thinking, was it the contact? Was it the design? Was it just whatever it could have been? Yeah. And I think some of that's healthy, but it was right. to the point where I was beating myself no. up about it exactly. and it would ruin my entire day if I found out. No, you it know, would or, really beat you up. You or, were really hard on yourself yeah. about it. 
or you would be out having a great time, you know, after hours or out eating or wherever. And then you, somebody comes up to you and you're like, Hey, uh, I saw such and such got his rap done with this company on the road. What happened? Yeah. And you're just like, thanks for ruining my night. You know, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> cause you didn't, you weren't aware of that. And they just right. hit you with it out of left field. But I had to learn how to let go of that, uh, that ruining my, like the mood I was in or just knowing I can't service everybody. Well, you're going to win some and you're going to lose some. And I mean, you, the only thing you do is give your best, do your best, yeah. put your best work out there and let it speak for itself. Mm -hmm. And you have to let the rest go. Like you said, because if you're going to beat yourself up, you, you just can physically not do everyone's work. And even at, at some point when you're expanding is what I'm saying. So like, even if you're expanding and then you, um, you hire more people and you hire more people and you have all these people coming in and everything like that at the end of the day, at some point through that growth time, you're not going to be able to service everybody. And just to be honest, like not everybody, like you're not always going to be somebody's cup of tea and people have different connections also. So they're going to be loyal to the people. Hopefully there's some loyalty still out there. We seem to see that there's a lot of loyalty and we like to be loyal to other people who we do work with or have done work with. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, you have to understand that there are other companies. There are more, it's almost like the, like, it's almost like dating. It's like, there's more fish in the sea, well, you know, but the quote that just came true. to mind was, what is it? If you, if you really love them, you have to let them go. And then if they come back to you, then, you know, it's meant to be is <laughs> because, and that's happened. You know, we, <laughs> we've lost jobs or we've had clients that we were servicing that went somewhere else because maybe we couldn't get to them quick enough or they, maybe they built a relationship with someone else. Yeah. And they well, snuck that's in the door with like marketing, somebody having a new marketing manager and uh -huh. they want to use the people, the connections that they already had. And you, they, you were, you were the number one connection, yeah. but now they want to use their people. And that's but what, before. what really helped me was, is, you know, just having confidence and knowing we did everything we could. Mm -hmm. We gave them the best price that we could. Mm -hmm. We serviced them to the best that we could. And mm -hmm. there's nothing else we could do. Right. And just, uh, hope that they would see that mm -hmm. and then come back to us. And I mean, most of the clients that do leave us and they go somewhere else, they do end up coming back. Thank God. <laughs> um, just because I, I feel like we do service our clients very well. Yes. And so that's super important. I had to learn how to let go of that, but it also helps you if you're, if you're growing and you're expanding your, your operations and your processes, you have to learn how to build in things so you keep in touch with those customers so right. they don't go somewhere else they don't have time to think about someone else mm -hmm. doing their work mm -hmm. and um just letting go of the personal aspect of loss mm -hmm. just just you just yeah. have to understand it's business i i think you exactly Exactly. I think that's something that we used to talk about a lot because it used to, it would bother you for days mm -hmm. and you could just, you would wear it. And, um, and I think anybody, when it's your business, it's your baby, it's your, it's everything you've done. So you take it personally because that's everything that you're about. And so you take it internally, um, for some people, and instead of saying, uh, like you said, it's just business. It's hard to, to literally change the way that you're thinking that it's business. It's business. Let go. It's okay. You're going to win some, you're going to lose some. You got to let, it's just part of business. Yeah. So if you have experienced some loss, just know that it's just part of business and you just pick yourself up and you keep going and you just do better and you keep providing stellar customer service products, um, designs, all that good stuff. So let's go. Um, since the podcast is geared towards building, growing and sustaining a million dollar wrap shop, What's something on this topic that speaks to the shop who is in the building phase of this business? Um, you know, just going back to what we were saying, you know, I think if you're in that building phase, you have to learn how to let go of some of the, the tasks that you're doing and delegate. Because if you don't, a good leader can always delegate and, and guide someone. And if you can't do that, you're never going to grow. Mm -hmm. The business will never be bigger than you. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be a problem if you want to grow. Some people are okay with that. Mm -hmm. um, and then 
you know, if, if you're still in that building phase, just learning how to let go of the, the emotional aspect of some of the things you were doing, like how I was passionate about design, Mm -hmm. you have to let it go because you can't, I can't run the business and do everybody's design work and make sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing and make sure every wrap is going out, you know, flawless. I can't do it. Yeah. Was it the, was it Dolly the sheep that was cloned? Was I have it Dolly? No idea. I remember her name was Dolly, I think. So so you can't clone yourself. No. And so what you have to do is create processes so that you can, in essence, teach people what it is in your brain and the processes that help you to think that way so that you can have multiple of you, but in their own creative element, their own um abilities and techniques. And honestly, that brings something new to the table that you don't already have. Yeah. So I want to go, I want to dive right into, uh, something real quick. Um, in the, I, I can't remember the name of the book now. I think it's the, the E-Myth one. No, 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 no. I'm going to pull it up because I think it's important. It's uh, it's about dreaming big. It's so if you're not in the rap IQ um, network, rap IQ network, how do they get involved? <clears throat> They'll just Google rap IQ, get up with John Duver, and sign up. You know, but so if you so, haven't already, sign up with John Duver. So <laughs> they have a they have a book club actually, and um, I don't get to attend that stuff as much as I would like, but I am reading the book that they are reading and mm-hmm. it's called the magic of thinking big by uh let's see who is it by <laughs> i don't know who it's by oh david schwartz uh he's a phd so the there. magic of thinking big and so in the book they're talking uh, they're they're talking about henry ford mm-hmm. and they're talking about his knowledge of vehicles mm-hmm. And I'm sorry if this drug out a little bit. <laughs> I mean, we've talked about a few different things today, but I mean, hey, like, I, I don't know. I, I kind of have 80. But it goes with delegating. So. so I really wanted to to dive in this because it really stuck out to me. And it's something I heard my dad say uh, a long time ago. But they had Henry Ford and he was on the witness stand. And I forget what they were questioning him about. But they were basically saying that he was a fraud because he didn't know anything of a certain thing about the Ford engine or the car or whatever. And he says, that's true. I don't know. He says, but so-and-so who works for me can tell you everything about it. Mm -hmm. And so I just think it's it, what, what made me think of that was some of the things that I delegated to people, they're way smarter than I am. And they actually take what I delegated them and they elevated it to the next level Mm -hmm. And they're doing a better job than I was, mm-hmm. you know, and I think when you learn to let go of some things and your, your hands are open to receive. new ideas and to receive things, you'll get some of those surprises. And it's, and it's really awesome. Yeah. It's really awesome because sometimes when you're running a business, you think you're the smartest one in the business <laughs> just and because you don't you're the boss. Be, and you don't, you, you don't no. want to be because you need people and people need you we need to network but i think john maxwell he always said you want to surround yourself with people who are smarter and greater than you yeah and and the so saying, many other leaders yeah the saying is if you're the dumbest one in, in your group of friends and you need to find no the smartest one sorry yeah if you're the smartest really, one you might want in to be your, the dumbest in your circle then you need to find a new circle <laughs> so tell us about the growing phase if you were uh if you're in the growing phase what would you yeah if you're if you're growing um, I think letting go of some of the old techniques and habits, like, I mean, there's, there's new products and new techniques coming out every day. And if you're going to grow and your business, there's new software coming out, new printers, new material. And that's what we're going to get to in just a second. Um, you know, you have to learn how to let go of those things. Mm-hmm. So what about if they're in the phase of sustaining if you're sustaining your shop and you have to uh, make sure that you're going to survive, uh, you have to do all of those things. I was going to say go <laughs> one through four. <laughs> I mean, delegate. Yeah. Let go of old habits. Let go of old techniques, and let go of some of the customers that and the personal 
connection that you feel when they have to go somewhere else and they do go somewhere else. Um, not that you don't yeah. want to go after them and try to service them fully, but you have to understand that you just physically cannot and maybe mentally just do everybody's work yep. as much as you want to because you have the best. Having, you just can't. Having peace of mind knowing that you did the best you could do. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just have to kind of rest in that and mm -hmm. know that there's nothing else you can do. And don't just worry about things. Don't worry about the things you can't change because you can't. So you said that you were going to talk about something new today, and it starts yeah. with a. Ch -ch -ch -ch. Uh, so I, I, this is something I want to start doing on the podcast. Is I want to start doing some product reviews, and just kind of going over some some stuff that we've used that's actually surprised us and how well it works. Mm -hmm. And so today we're going to be talking about Cheetah Wrap, and they are in they are no way like affiliated with us or sponsoring us. If they want to, give hey, me a call. I mean, sponsors would be great. Yeah, if they want to, I mean, sure. No, I kind of really, I always like when I see that people don't have sponsors when I watch them, just because I know that they have no skin in the game and they're going to give you the information that's just really built up in their brain and what they've experienced and everything like that. Hey, but as far as million dollar podcast yeah we would we would we'd love some <laughs> so we welcome you uh, <laughs> so talk about the cheetah wraps how did you end up finding out about cheetah wraps well it's not cheetah wraps it's cheetah wrap um well when you wrap multiple of them it's a wraps <laughs> so it's it's a it's a very inexpensive uh color change wrap film mm -hmm. and it's it's actually made by frank fellers who used to own fellers mm -hmm. uh who sold it and it's his own, it's his own vinyl brand. Um, a lot of people don't like it because it's available to the public, the same price that it's available to the shops. But I mean, it is what it is. I mean, yeah. every, everybody, eventually the rap industry is going to be so big. You're not going to be able to control all of that. Mm -hmm. You're just not. Mm -hmm. Um, but we so do what you can while you can. <laughs> we ordered it out of, out of desperation one time. Um, because it was during the shortage when a lot of people, uh, a lot of the bigger companies, they weren't stocking some of these colors and we needed a certain color. And was this pre COVID after COVID during COVID after, after COVID, after COVID when the supply chain started going nuts and uh, we ordered a roll of cheetah wrap. And when we, when I first got it out of the box, I was like, okay, like it felt nice. Mm -hmm. So, I'll, I'll describe the way I feel vinyl and <laughs> you may or may not relate to this you to smell me, it. to me, I do smell <laughs> it there. Listen, listen, I get joked on about this all the time. <laughs> I know. I, well, I don't know the about smell, you get joked on, but I do know that you smell it. <laughs> the smell of 3M vinyl. Oh, I mean, I could, I don't know. You're going to eat it. I, I probably would if I could. Oh it, my God. There's just, there's something about it. It, it actually reminds me. It smells like me, money. That's what it smells like. It, it costs a money. lot of money. Um, it, it reminds me of when I opened my shop first uh -huh. and I used to walk in and smell. Either, you know, smells bring you back to a certain time of it's your life. It's a dopamine high for you. Yeah. And so anytime we get a roll of three, I'm, I'm like sniffing it and they're looking at me weird. I've been watching the Huberman podcast and he talks I'm, about dopamine. I'm probably, I probably lost a few brain cells from that. But um, so whenever I got the, the cheetah wrap mm -hmm. out of the box, it, it feels like a cross between Avery and 3M. Mm -hmm. And well, it's kind of a mixture of, of Arlon, Avery and 3M. That's, that's their marketing plea is that they, they took all the best properties about these films and they put them into one. Mm. And a lot of people were skeptical about it. A lot of people still are. It, it does exactly what we need it to do. Mm -hmm. We don't use it all the time. Um, but it's, it's an amazing film. If you have not tried it and you're looking for an inexpensive film to do Chrome deletes, um, if you're looking to do hood wraps, roof wraps, full color changes, it's a good, it's a good inexpensive film. Um, so it's so, a print, it's a printable film. Uh, I don't know or if is they it have one that they already have They're they're already... it's a color change film. So okay. it's, yeah, they have an array of colors. But it really surprised me on how it performed. Mm -hmm. So 
if I was... Did it stick? It stayed on the bumpers and the convex and concave surfaces? It, it did. It stayed down very well with without primer, which is great. Um, so and did it I, last? As far as... I mean, the thing we wrapped with it was two years ago. Hasn't came back. I mean, it says that it has a pretty long life comparable mm -hmm. to Avery and 3M. So, I, I mean, I enjoy it. So, if you... Check out the cheetah wrap. If you <laughs> no S on that way. If you <laughs> so, if you're looking for an inexpensive film, um, if you're maybe wanting to get into the color change game and and you want an inexpensive film to try out, try out Cheetah Wrap. I think their website's cheetahwrap.com. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, right, that awesome. was a free commercial. So yeah, but that was our product review. Yeah, product um, review with no money attached. So. Yep. All right. So tell us about what we want to talk about last next time. You got anything? Any um, little last minute nugget? What you, what's on your playlist this week? My playlist? Uh, right now I'm listening. For those of you who don't know, BT Brent Tatum, he is a musician himself. And uh, he's a mighty fine one at that. Hmm, thank you very much. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm a little I, partial. I have a studio in our, in our house and I, I do love to write and record music. And uh, But right now, let's see. Um, I was listening to Thursday. Yeah. And they're coming to this area. <coughs> yeah. I'm excited about that. They're coming to the Myrtle beach area. So here um, in the Myrtle Thursday beach is area. an old, they're an older emo band. Um, the yeah. I also, uh, rain city drive. They're a good one. And then you have like some of the, so our kid right now is, is, is obsessed with queen. I knew you were going to say this. And so <laughs> we've been listening to queen and Ad nauseum. This, That's Latin for to the point of sickness. Yeah, this boy he walks around the house singing Queen all day, and yeah. so and then there's some lyrics that I'm just kind of what I didn't even know that was in there. So I was like, it's still better than what's out right now. Well, honestly. I mean, he doesn't listen to regular radio for the most part, unless there's like a well, Post Malone song that happens to be in a Spider-Man movie and different yeah. stuff like that. And then your kids are six years old singing some stretchy, some sketchy things. But anyways. Um, <laughs> We try to keep it as clean as possible for our home and even on this podcast. And we hope that you enjoy the podcast and we hope that you're getting encouraged and that you say in the game and anything else you want to add to that? Uh, you know, if you're, if you're building, growing or sustaining, sustaining, you know, whatever stage you're in, just stay motivated. Um, you know, every, everybody's out here doing the same thing. We're all in the same boat together reach out to other shops and you know if you need encouragement um you know just find what encourage you as encourages you as a business owner and and stay let motivated go. let go where you need to let go so you can grow learn let to go let go so you can grow that's it learn to let go so you can grow all right guys well thanks for <laughs> listening today um yes thank you we'll see you again soon yeah this, this, this is, is the, the billion, billion.